This is Harry Hog Football. On today's show, we talk about our number one draft pick, Arakpo, signing and joining camp, and how he's doing. Fat Albert sat out most of Sunday and Monday's practice after an injection to his knee. We talk about Roy Dale Williams being cut, the O-line report, and much, much more. Live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Yo, 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 what's happening? Yo, yo! What's happening? Greetings. Podcast episode 176, take 14. Episode 176, which is, um, yeah, take 14 because of my, um, technical difficulties the other evening we got dude like, you know how many times we've <laughs> we've recorded podcasts this being episode 176 and we almost every time we're always like sorry we're a little bit late dudes we had technical difficulties <laughs> like anyone who's listened to us for a while is just like damn when do they not have technical difficulties they're just like shaking their heads hopefully we won't have any technical difficulties tonight that's right to the, to the unless seven, we have timber falling the, look out for that timber falling Oh, what? To the 17 of you that still listen to Timber! it. Look out for the Good God, Josh. <laughs> nice. nice. Sounded like timber falling. Excellent. <laughs> anyway, on to the All podcast. Right, well, that said, we got a lot to talk about, right? Oh, yeah, dude. First item of business. If you, Lots to discuss. If you guys didn't hear about this news, then you're obviously not Redskins fans. Iraq post signed. Uh, probably while we were recording the last podcast. It, it was actually while we were recording the last podcast because you, you had to put that little it was uh, indeed. tag on the beginning. Mm-hmm. Well, we were having a technical difficulty. And apparently, <laughs> so he only missed one day of camp, which is good, because I also already noticed on, I think, ESPN or something today or yesterday that there is a few picks in the first round under him that still haven't signed. Dude, the number 10 pick, Crabtree, mm-hmm. out of Texas Tech, mm-hmm. he came out with his agent slash cousin slash advisor came out today and said that he's going to sit out the entire season if he doesn't get the contract he wants. Are you serious? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That's dumb. Why don't they just be like, well, you can just sit out the rest of your life. (laughs) You know, I only have one thing to say about that. Who picked that guy? I'm glad. 49ers. I'm glad we didn't pick him. That's all I got to say. I'm surprised we didn't. He's a wide receiver. I could see if it was like the Uh, Cowboys that picked him or something. Dude, you know Mike Singletary's over there in Forty Nine Land going, just saying things that you can't repeat on the air. Pretty much about him. <laughs> He's just like, "F him, we don't need him." Mm-hmm. Cut. Mm. He's just probably mad that they wasted their well, pick on him, though. Mm-hmm. At any rate, though, we are glad to see uh, a rack post sign. What number is he wearing in camp? What is he wearing? Ninety-eight, right? I think so. I think so. I believe he's wearing number 98 in camp. And, uh, yeah, sounds like even though he missed the first day, um, so far so good. Yeah, apparently he's impressing them in camp. Um, Yeah. They're saying Arakpo is impressive. Impressive. We need that quote that – we need that – isn't that Darth Vader? Most impressive. impressive. They said that he, like, was blowing by – I think they said Chris Samuels on a play or two. No, no, that was Jeremy Jarman. I heard was blowing by Chris Samuels on a couple plays. Really? Yeah. Jeremy Jarman, the uh, the, the supplemental pick. Don't we have? Don't we have to talk about him? Um, Did we talk about him last? I think week? we talked about him we last. Talked about week, him last because we talked about how funny it was that he w- he was picked in the supplemental draft after being busted for taking supplements. But yeah, interesting. Apparently, he's having a pretty good camp, too, so. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, Arakpo, if you didn't hear the deal, it was five years, $20 million with 12.1 guaranteed, and that was on his 23rd birthday, so that's a pretty good birthday present right there. Yeah, his first day yeah. of camp, in camp, was his 23rd birthday, so uh, I don't think they did any uh, Patrick Ramsey-style hazing where they duct-taped him to the uh, goalpost or anything like that. I think Arakpo's too much of a, uh, too too large of a man to let that happen to him. <laughs> He would have been like, raw. Like he is in that picture of when he was playing at a 
University of Texas. Yeah, and, and there's um, just something with the chains and everything. Yeah. And there's just something about um Patrick Ramsey that's not very intimidating, like he's gonna get back at you or anything. Yeah, <laughs> truly. Where is Patrick Ramsey these days? Denver? Yeah, truly. I think he's in Denver. I think it's the last place he was. Or maybe he's backing up the Jets good, now. Who knows? That was a good spot for those cricket sounds, Aaron. Where is Patrick Ramsey these days? Um, I don't have the cricket sound. That's John. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there you anyway, go. Uh, with that being said, uh, we'll just uh, move on to this little bit of news. Oh, my damn knee. <laughs> I need some Oh, my damn <laughs> knee. Look out for those banana peels. Anyway, it's time for the uh, Albert Hainsworth report. Albert. <laughs> been eating a lot. He's been eating a lot of those $100 million candy bars. Fat Albert, that's Man. with P-H-A-T. Sat most of Sunday and Monday. I just heard that, what? And it cracked me up. All right, sat most of Sunday and Monday out after an injection to add fluid to his left knee, but apparently they weren't concerned about it, and I think he returned to practice, did he not, on Tuesday? He did, and he's been in practice pretty much um, since then. He has uh, been pretty much full steam ahead ahead there. Um, so, so far, so good. And, he, you know, they were talking like he's had this done before, and it's a, a procedure he's had to have before. But for a guy who's never played more than 13 games in one season, you know, instant red flags. For a guy that's getting paid $100 million, you shouldn't be sitting out any practices. Right, $100 million candy bars. <laughs> Crawl onto that field. They, they make that candy bar. Isn't there a candy bar called a $100 million bar? It's the 100 grand bar now. <laughs> 100 grand. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Inflation. It's a little cheaper Not than Dude, million. it's the recession. <laughs> well, you know, we could buy the whole team if everybody chipped in a buck. <laughs> if everyone chipped in one, 100 grand bar. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, other news from camp. Um, today, uh, wait. Um, all right, yeah. But anyway, they've said that Fat Albert has been looking pretty good. Just like we expected, wreaking some havoc. As long as he's inside. healthy and he's out there. I mean, someone his size, you're going to expect him to have knee problems. I mean, that that kind of just goes with being so huge. Um, hopefully, he'll be able to hold on and have a good season. Hopefully, it's nothing serious like they're saying. Although I did not get a good impression, like hearing him and watching him on TV talk about it and interviewing the head coach and all that stuff. They're like, oh, yeah, it's a regular procedure. No big deal. And I was just like watching him going bull. Yeah, because I was like, yeah, because I get knee, my knee injected with fluid all the time. With lubri- he was like, it just needs some lubrication in there. And I'm like, that just doesn't just sound some, right at all. And dude, I'm not meaning that to be WD-40 funny. That just doesn't sound right. Yeah, I just put some WD-40 in my knee right before the podcast. <laughs> I don't know what you guys Keeps are talking about. Keeps him from squeaking. <laughs> Who is he, the Tin Man? I know, right? If I only had a brain. So anyway, he's, he's had a couple bad days there where he sat out, but it looks like he's going to be okay so far. I know tonight is a Thursday, the uh, the 6th, and a week from tonight, Hopefully he's going to be on the field for at least one series against the Ravens. Hopefully. That would be Thursday night. Don't think it's a Saturday like most preseason games seem to be. It's a Thursday. It's next Thursday night? That's right. It is a Thursday. Hey, John, John, can you burn that for me in case I don't get a chance to watch it? I shall. If it's not on here. I will make sure I have have a DVR. So when you guys come up here, we're having our, our Harry Hog reunion back here in Tidewater. Next week, so uh, right. what, two I'll make weeks. sure I got that. Two weeks, right? Yeah, two weeks. No, next uh, week, like eleven days. Hey, um, next Friday, like that. Next Friday. That's right. Next Friday. Not next Friday. It's the following. No, week. next Saturday is when I'm coming down there. No, it's not. It's next Saturday is when I'm going down there. The fifteenth. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, enough about that. Um, yeah. So, uh. So who was cut today, John? That's what I was going to ask. Ah, well, you know, we all know that if you go on the Redskins.com and you want to know something that happens like every single minute, like, oh, you know, blah, 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 caught a pass. Oh, blah, 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 tied a shoe. Oh, blah, 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 <laughs> had to go back in and take a piss. 
you can go read the blog on there because that's pretty much what it is. But we like to highlight the most important stuff here at Harry Hog Football. And of course, those of you guys who have listened for a while know that one of my favorite things to talk about are the guys that are cut. So the first cut of the preseason of camp looks like it was a wide receiver, Roydale Williams, who uh, had surgery to fix a broken left pinky. So it was only a matter of time before they put him on the uh, the injured reserved waived uh, list. I don't know if they have to do an injury settlement for guys before the season starts. Otherwise but, uh, known as. Either way, he got cut, and the Redskins signed once good wide receiver out of Seattle, DJ Hackett. Who caught 13 Which balls. Which I'm sure had a, a previous relationship with Jim Zorn, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He knew him uh, back there. Um, I know last year he played for Carolina, but he got cut. He did not do very well. Didn't catch any touchdowns, only a few receptions. 13 balls. Um, he had nine touchdowns in his career in Seattle. And I know he had a couple big games for no. those of you guys who play fantasy football. He's one of those guys that you no, I spot start a few years ago. Spots. I know he was in Carolina last season, but did not didn't the Redskins offer him like a veteran minimum contract last year before the oh eight season? They said I remember they were going after him, but I don't know if he <clears throat> I'm gonna look that up. Yeah. I think that they did and I think he rejected it. Um, not this time though. Oh dude, you're right, they did. They offered him one last year and they rejected, but this year He took it. They saw what they could get for him. He took they it saw year. what they could get him for. And they got him for the league. Yes, actually, actually, see what you can get for him. The official word is that Roydale Williams got his injury settlement, which I think is fair. You get injured at camp, then you know, hook a brother up for a little bit for a pinky. Um, and Hackett joined the team for early practice today, <laughs> and he does still not have a contract. But uh, I have really? a feeling it's going to be a veteran minimum, or maybe they'll like kick it up ten bucks or something. You know, <laughs> they might have played. They might have paid for his veteran minimum plus a plus a. Uh, Plus a Big Mac. You know, a card that gets you through the commissary line. Plus the plane line. ticket. <laughs> plus, he gets, plus the plane ticket and you get to keep the shorts if you get cut. And he, ah! and he gets to borrow, like, the stadium gator if he needs a lift home. Unfortunately, <laughs> though, he does not get his own yellow cake. He has to wear team yellow cake. Ew. Dude, don't tell me they have a room with yellow cakes hanging up for all the scrubs. <laughs> oh, man. Yellow. <laughs> so, speaking of wide receivers, uh, I was looking at Sports Illustrated's, um, Sports Illustrated's fantasy picks in the magazine that came out today. And we'll get to this in a couple minutes, by the way, because Jason Campbell's on the cover of Sports Illustrated if you guys haven't picked that up. Uh, but, uh, Santana Moss was listed, um, as far as receivers go. Santana Moss was listed. Well, let me get out of the quarterbacks. Do you think – was he top Hello, 10? wide receivers. Dun, 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 um, dun, dun, dun. Santana Moss did not make the top 10. He was barely in the top 20. He came in at number 17 as their pick for, uh, for wide receivers. Well, that's because last year he was, like, double teamed all the time. All the time. Not that that hurt him in the game in 2006 against uh, Dallas, but <laughs> – Anyway – Yep. Also, it's talking about wide receivers. I'm a little concerned, dude, because just like last year, Devin Thomas and Malcolm Kelly have been nursing these little injuries. Dude, seriously. You, do you want me to give you a rundown on the injury report here? Yeah, do it. Everybody's do it, injured. Do it. All, right, all right, today, Thursday, August 6th, on the injury report, Carlos Rogers sat out for his calf or his whatever. Um, turf probably toe. his hands hurt. His toe. Randy Thomas sat out because of his knee. <laughs> Shocker. Mike Williams, big, big-ass Mike Williams sat out because of his groin. <laughs> Stefan Heyer's knee, um, he's out, although his MRI showed no structural damage. I know he hobbled off the field uh, a couple of days ago. Um, fullback Eddie Williams, the draft pick, hamstring, the dreaded hamstring. The one-man gang is out with a foot injury. That's Lorenzo Alexander. Um, some, some tackle named Skolnitsky. Man, that sounds like a name of someone from the 50s. Um, he sat out for a hamstring. And Santana Moss and Devin Thomas were held out, uh, because they tweaked their hamstrings. What? Man, Santana dude, Moss and his hamstrings dude. drives me crazy. He always plays. What though. is it with the hamstrings thing? We've talked about this before over the past few years. 
it seems like there's more and more hamstring injuries. Well, it is day. really hot. And right I don't now. know if that's just – well, I don't know if it's just because maybe we just didn't hear about these things before, you know. And now there's so much coverage on every little thing they tell you. This guy got hurt. You know, he tweak, tweaked his pinky. This guy has a, you know, a hangnail. You know, all of these Dude things. But they, they didn't used to tell us that. So is it just that we have more media coverage telling us this, or does it just seem like there are a lot more injuries? I think there's a lot more hamstrings than there used to be. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering, um, I'm starting to think more and more and buy more and more into what Sam Huff, and I've heard Sam Huff and other people say this lately. Guys work out too much. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The body never has a chance to to heal up. To heal. Yeah. To heal. It's got to heal itself. Yeah. I mean – you know, working out, you're you're making the body stronger basically by by damaging it. Right. You tear and the muscles, and when the muscles repair, they get bigger. That's, yeah, that's but, basically how weight training goes. Yeah, but all those trainer people will tell you you're you're supposed to take a day off every couple of days. Yeah, muscles generally, yeah. unless you're on you know the roids, they generally take about 24 hours to heal, and that's why normal people <laughs> when they work out, they do like arms on Monday and like legs on Tuesday. Mm. And roids on Wednesday. So. <laughs> Roy Dell Williams. Uh, anyway, yeah, there's a bunch of injuries. There are all these little <laughs> nagging ones. We haven't had any really any serious ones like, except for that broken pinky, but that dude is. So we don't have to worry about him. Um, apparently, I read some article that the offense was starting to look a little bit better over the last few days. And I saw that Clinton Portis had a big mm-hmm. run around the end for a touchdown with a good seal block by Reinhardt. Sweet. Yeah, right Reinhardt. now because the, the guys that are sitting out, they've got Reinhardt in. Wait, hold they've on, got, dude. Uh, John, hold on. Hold on. i got to play the sound oh. effect. Oh, yeah. Franco-American SpaghettiOs. Show them your O-Face. It's time for the O-Line Report with John Adams. All right, go ahead. I thought we were getting Josh. new music for that. I thought we were getting new music. Nope. Dude, I like the music for that. Yeah. Okay. What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong with the O line report music? I don't know. <laughs> last week you said Josh my music sounded like change it up. Last week you said my music sounded like the Cialis commercial, and now you're complaining about the O line <laughs> report music. I know. What's that about? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. I'll, I'll bear with it for another week or two. Here's the O-line report with John Adams. And I believe John was going to talk about the O-line and uh, started off. How about what's no. Mike Williams up to? How's he, going? How's he doing? Well, well, Mike Williams I mean, is not he up to anything. To? He's actually down to, uh, what was it, about 360? 342 is what I saw. Wow. He lost like Good 110 Lord. pounds, 112 pounds or something. Yeah, He's lost almost to John Adams. He's smaller than ever. But you know he's put some muscle on at the same he's time. Smaller That's than ever. That's amazing. But apparently he's growing. Well, we talked to... about we talked about Mike last week, Mike Williams last week, um, and how and they're starting to talk about how some plays he's doing well and some plays he's really slow and you know he hasn't played football in three years, so mm-hmm. you know he's coming along. Yeah, he's... but we've also got those other guys back there, those other uh, offensive linemen. Uh, what's I can never remember that guy's name from. Uh, that they the Redskins got from Carolina. What's that guy? Jeremy Bridges, I think. Jeremy Bridges. Apparently, he got he's been getting a lot of work because you know everyone else is sitting out. Chad Reinhardt is sitting out, and I have a feeling those two guys are going to be like linemen of the future for us here. Yeah, I saw today an article about the offensive line, and they made some pact where like if one dude messes up, then they all get punished. So apparently, um, Jeremy Bridges huh. like ju- jumped off sides a few times, and the whole squad had to run. Ooh, man, that is old school. I know. That is like Lou Holtz, uh, you know, (laughs) Bear Bryant style right there, man. Mm -hmm. Was his his brother Jeff Bridges there? (laughs) I don't know, man. (laughs) Dude. Dude. (laughs) I am the walrus. Anyway, yeah, um, we already talked about Chad, Chad Reinhardt's nice seal block, and Mike Sellers had a nice block to spring Clinton Portis for the TD. That's right. Speaking of speaking of Clinton Portis on your fantasy picks, Sports Illustrated listing him at number ten. 
Number ten. I really don't put much yeah, stock. If, if the line can come together, he's going to be even higher than that. It's just it's just a matter of a. Uh, he's got to have better blocking. We need we we know we've been talking about it. We the offensive line has got to get better and younger. So hopefully Bridges or Reinhardt or Mike Williams or some of the guys will come along and continue to improve mm-hmm. here during the preseason. Mm-hmm. Roy Stephon Heyer. Stephon Heyer, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I read something yeah. about um the uh Joe Bugle for the first time, I don't know if it was today or yesterday, actually talked to the media about the offensive line. And he was he was like, I don't know why people are worried about that tackle. I think what is it, right tackle? I never can keep him straight. Right tackle. Position. He was like Stefan Heyer has played there. Before Jeremy Bridges has played there at the pro level, yeah. he basically just said, "Just give him a, a tough guy, and he can coach him." <laughs> yeah, I'm still not sold on hire. I'm I'm still not sold the, the, on Stefan Hire. I'm still not convinced he's going to be he's starting material at right right tackle. He might be able to coach him, but can he keep him healthy? I don't know. Yeah, Stefan Hire always looks so weird when he's playing. Like. Like he's out of place or something. Like his body. Yeah, his body. We talk pitch. about this every. <laughs> yeah. We talk about this at least two or three times. A I know. Season. I know. Yeah. All right. His body is really. It looks like you shape. squirted him out of like a toothpaste. <laughs> I just tube can't. Or I just can't explain it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's standing up straight, and everyone else is like bending their knees and and you know like crouching down slightly, and he just kind of like stands up. He's, I don't know what it is. But he's uh, but he's oddly lanky at the bottom. Yeah, his I, his know. his lower half from the waist down is is small for the rest of his body is what I think it is. <laughs> That's what I said. It looks like you squirted yeah. him out of a toothpaste tube. <laughs> he's just kind of standing there. Anyway, so anyway, uh, reading an article on Mike Williams recently, uh, Jim Zorn was talking about uh, how he did not he was wasn't walking around very much with the trout look, and I was like the trout look. And I'm sure that's what the guy doing the report said as well. And Zorn is like, you know, standing there with his hand, mouth kind of slightly agape and that kind of gla- glazed look over your eyes like you don't know what's going on <laughs> or like you're overwhelmed. So think about it. When, you, when you're talking to someone and they don't understand what you're talking about, they kind of get that look like their mouth is downturned a little bit and open <laughs> a little bit. They're like, uh. Like, and they look like uh, a trout. Or kind of like Justin uh, Tryon looked uh, like every play last year. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though they look just like a trout i thought that was really a, a really a really a proper thing to say in that situation because I've, I've never heard that before i thought uh i thought it was very true i was like man people do look like trout when they when they have that look to them dudes since we're talking about jim zorn here i'm going to use this opportunity to uh tell aaron to do the sound jump back in. yeah which he's missed about 20 different What are you times. talking about? There you go. Um, for those of you who do not receive Sports Illustrated, and for those of you that do, uh, Jason Campbell was on the cover of Sports Illustrated today when it showed up in my mailbox. And, um, and you jumped for joy and clapped your hands and said, Yay, Redskins! I did. Actually, you know what? My wife read it first. Uh, so, she reads Sports Illustrated. Go. She's a good one. She's a keeper. She's a good, good, good trout. Nice, um, <laughs> dude. I'm telling her you called her a trout. Uh, she'll listen to this. She'll hear it. Um, he called you a trout. So, Jason Campbell. <laughs> Jason's Jason Campbell's on there on the cover. I'm saying she's a keeper, man. I'm not throwing her back. That was, that what does was that mean? Reference. She's big enough to keep. Just drop it. All right, oh. uh, Jason Campbell's. Jason Campbell is um, on the on the cover here, and he's saying, "Already feeling the heat," uh, is the is the title for this thing. But uh, he's got like this three, four, four page spread in here, um, and and it was interesting reading this article. Basically, is he in the centerfold? It, it, <laughs> he does, and, and, and he's on a chaise lounge. <laughs> it, it made me <laughs> on a chaise lounge. Josh in, is in his yellow. Can. <laughs> He's like shovel. In his yellow. Can. Um, <laughs> it made me wonder if they planned to put this article out because of all the crap Jason Campbell's been taking over the off season. Um, 
you know, and everything that he's been through mm-hmm. as sort of a effort to back him. Or somebody at Sports Illustrated said, "Look, we gotta we gotta tell the story like it is." Um, they actually talked to Jim Zorn, who uh, has, you know, gotten behind Jason Campbell in this article, basically, and uh, and said that in the off season he showed he showed the team from last year uh, still shots side by side of, of uh, frame by frame, and you look at one side and it's Jason Campbell and the offensive line. You look at the other side, and it's Joe Flacco from the Ravens. And he was saying basically that Joe Flacco has three yards of space on either side of him, and that Jason Campbell looks like he's trying to throw from inside of a phone booth. Um, and I think that says a lot because it really backs up what we've been talking about here uh, over you know the past couple of years about giving Jason Campbell a shot, but you got to put an offensive line in front of him that's going to be able to protect him so he can actually get the job done. Amen, brother. It's not old. They can make it through a whole season. <laughs> um, I mean, it's just interesting. There were some other things. I mean, of course, they talked about the Redskins pursuing Cutler in the offseason and and uh, thoughts about Sanchez and, and a trade there possibly. And, um, Dirty. you know, basically uh, Campbell was saying he was trying to put all of that behind him. That you know he was basically going to think about what uh, what the next play was and and put his focus there on the field. I read something about that article um, where it said in sweet. the article you can tell me if this is right or not that Campbell said that he felt like a piece of bathroom tissue or something like that. He said I felt like a piece of toilet tissue that had been flushed down the toilet. Um, ew. It, it, <laughs> it was an interesting article. Basically. Uh, there, there were a lot of, um, you know, a lot of interesting things in here. And it's nothing that we haven't said. Dan Snyder uh, came out and said, "Yeah, I'd love for for Jason to be uh, our franchise quarterback. I'd love for him to be our." Franchise of course, quarterback. he would. He's 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 sitting there going, "God, he's been here what three years? Why the hell isn't he awesome yet?" Because dude has no damn that's, patience. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's pretty much it. And they've got to put an offensive line in front of him that can protect him. Exactly. Exactly. Gotta, 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 gotta. Chad Reinhardt. Gotta do it. You know. Chad Reinhardt's got to step gotta. up this year, dudes. Yeah, yeah. What were we saying during the whole draft? I mean, I'm really glad we got a Rackpo, and I'm glad we got this guy Barnes in the third round out of Maryland, the cornerback, because apparently he's turning some heads in in a preseason or in a in camp already. But dude, we need some damn offensive linemen. How many times do, did someone, do we need to go, like, pick it at Ashburn and hold up signs? Where the hell are the offensive linemen? It, it, it's just like a no-brainer. And and I've said this before. The only thing I can think of is that they're looking at Pittsburgh. Last year, Pittsburgh won the Super Bowl with a mediocre offensive line. But they have a guy who's an offensive lineman at quarterback who can <laughs> take the punishment, yeah. who can get hit and stay up and throw the ball. Like Ben Roethlisberger's a freak as far as his size is concerned. It just it doesn't make any sense not to build on the offensive line. So hopefully, like we we're saying, Bridges, Iraq, Bridges, Mike Williams, Ryan Hartz, these guys. We need guys to step up. Step on higher. Step up. I mean, Kim, step on hair. Campbell was the most sacked quarterback in the NFC last year. Thirty-eight times he went down. And how many times have we heard that about Redskins quarterbacks this decade, or since the Dan Snyder era started? Bring up Patrick Ramsey again, that poor guy. Although he was actually second because David Carr, when he was with the Texans, was first. Who, man, he I, the only person who was in worse shape than poor Patrick Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask this question. Let me ask this question. And they were an expansion and team. No, no let, let me ask this question. And this this may uh, you know rub some people the wrong way here, but uh, if if it all rolls downhill, how do we feel about Joe Bugle? As a coach, I feel you I mean, can only look, coach what you got. Yeah, personally, but but there's been there have been opportunities to build on it. Is it is it coming? You know, we don't know the dynamics of the Redskins when it comes to drafting players and and picking people up. As far as you know, who has who has some pull and who has what say? But is it is it that Joe Bugles not being the gnat flying around Danny's eyes 
saying I gotta have. Uh, I think you know I gotta have some guys. I think it's I think more offensive linemen don't sell tickets. Got. Yeah, and that's why Dan yeah. Snyder doesn't care. He wants and the Joe glamorous Ugle's people. Just gonna try to tough it out with who he's got. He wants like Which the Dion. Not much. He if wants you, Dion. Dan Snyder if wants Dion. You look Dion at it though. If you look at it, truly <laughs> look at it. Offensive linemen do sell tickets because if the quarterback's getting sacked all the time, people don't want to see that. Do we know that? We know that, but someone like Dan Snyder, like Aaron was saying, he wants damn neon Deion Sanders out there. 22 of them. Yep. All right. Well, I'm, I'll get off my soapbox. I mean, we all know, we all know this and we've said it a hundred times. It's just. Yeah. Why, why can't anybody else see this? Yeah. Why can't anyone see all this? All right, dude. And, and then, and, and then you got these two people that are, that are waving signs at camp in front of Jason Campbell to say, you know, bring Vic to DC. Those people are complete morons. They're idiots. Anyone that wants Michael Vick to play for the Redskins might as well buy a Cowboys jersey. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't care if you did go to Virginia Tech. He's not good for the Redskins. Seriously, are you proud of him? Seriously. Give me a break. Is he your dog? I know there's a lot of Virginia Tech oh. Redskins fans out there, but come on, dude. Seriously. Yeah, think about it. I know he's paid his debt to – you know, we're not going to talk about him. Anyway, yeah. let's move on. No, I think it's about know, time for all, a break. We all have votes of confidence for Jason Campbell. We all have votes of confidence for Joe Bugle as well. He can only work with what he can get. And could he be a casualty in the future of the firing, coach firing thing? It could be, but I don't think anything is his fault so far. And he's won three Super Bowls. I'm just posing the question, and if any of our 13 listeners out there – Want to send us an email or why don't you guys discuss it on redskinsbook.com? See what you can come up Redskinsbook.com? with. Redskinsbook.com? What's that? What is that, Josh? That's shameless. Um, actually, there has been some good conversation. Uh, more and more folks signing up for redskinsbook.com. We had a uh, uh, good conversation going on today. I just logged into the site here. Looks like. Um, we had uh, a couple folks from the UK. Our friend uh, Paul Tattersdale came in saying he's worried about Skins O line. Right on. Uh, dudes are already all beat up, and as did Hap Harrington yesterday, say the same thing. Um, anyway, if you use Facebook or MySpace, uh, which I don't use MySpace and never have, but as a Facebook user, um, Redskins Book is basically a Facebook for Redskins fans only. It and is it is run by us. Social network run by Harry Hog Football. Uh, totally free. Go log on, register yourself, and uh, jump in and start uh, talking to fellow Redskins fans. Yeah, you want to get an online community or into an online community of true Redskins fans, go to redskinsbook.com. It's us. It's Harry Hog Football, harryhogfootball.com. And, uh, yeah, check it out. And with that being said, I think it's about time to take a station identification break. Right on. Right on. You're listening to to Harry Harry Hog Football. Please hang up and try again. Dudes. Dude, I know what it is that you think sounds like the Cialis commercial. I was about to say, doesn't this sound like the Cialis commercial? It's the... That part. <laughs> did you guys know? Did you know? I heard this at the uh, the local Total Wine and Beer store in Norfolk, Virginia. I heard this song, not this song, but the Cialis song being played over the intercom system. <laughs> and there are actually lyrics to the song. Are you serious? I'm serious. It's actually a real song. It wasn't written just for the uh, the dual bathtubs. <laughs> the dual, the dueling bathtubs with no water. Now, what those lyrics are, I can't remember for the life of me. But interesting. Anyway, moving forward in the podcast, our next item of business here is John comments that the Eagles, you know, divisional rivals, have lost their starting linebacker. And signal caller Stuart Bradley for the year. What are you getting? Yeah, quick note. That's that, I guess this is our NFC report since we are getting back into season mode. Um, Stuart Bradley was apparently a starting linebacker for the Eagles last year. I don't remember the guy, but apparently he's supposed to be their signal caller. Their uh, London Fletcher. Stuart who? 
if there, if you will, Stuart Bradley. Milton Bradley? Milton, no, no, Stuart. he plays for the Cubs. Um, Stuart no, Bradley, no, and apparently this, this was the year he was supposed to round into like, you know, the linebacker leader of the, uh, the of the new younger Eagles defense. And, uh, that's not gonna happen cause he, uh, tore an ACL or tore, uh, something. I don't know. Yeah, it was an ACL. Yeah. ACL. So, feel bad for the guy, but he's out for the year, but he's an Eagle, so. Yeah. The other thing that happened is, um, you know, the Eagles just lost their, um, their defensive coordinator, Jim Johnson. He died. Yeah, that's uh, right. Of he, uh, he, 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 had he died like a week cancer. ago. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he was battling cancer. And I know a few days before he died, they named, uh, his, I guess his main assistant as the new defensive coordinator. And it came out only a few days before he passed away. Um, that was on ESPN. And when I heard that, I said, Oh man, that's not looking good. And I'm sure they had a little, you know, meeting. And, you know, Jim Johnson was one of those guys that was respected everywhere throughout football. Um, never heard anyone say anything bad about him ever in my life. So, you know, feel bad for all that happening. Apparently he was a really yeah, good guy. guys, uh, I think Sean McDermott, I guess, used to work with, uh, was his right hand or something like that. Anyway, I think we talked about that on last week's podcast, but, um, we may have. We did? Another, um, Interesting report we saw this week was an article in the Washington Times about Danny Smith and the special teams and how he's desperately searching for replacements amongst the guys for the invaluable James Thrash and Kerry Campbell on special teams. And for those of you guys that are like us, rounding back into the uh, season form, um, James Thrash had to retire. Well, I, he was officially wasn't he officially cut? Yeah, by the Redskins, yeah. but he was kind of cut because he was planning on retiring because of his neck injury. Isn't he a coach now? Right. Yeah, he took a position this past week with the Redskins. What's, yeah, what's fantastic? We talked about what's the it. name of it. We called it out like what a month, six weeks ago. Yeah. We said I can see him coming right into a position there. Is he like assistant special teams coach? Does anyone know his title? Hmm. Uh, uh, crickets, crickets. There, working on it. Working. Anyway, on it. let's see. I'll see what I can find. In that same article, they basically were talking about how good Hunter Smith is and how set we are, not only with a punter but a holder that holds it the same every single time it comes back. And they were talking about how Hunter Smith in practice was just like catching and setting it with one hand from the red one-handed. snapper. And Sean Swism was basically like ecstatic that he actually had a good holder. No offense to Rant Brooks, but. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to Durant Brooks. Like a kid in the candy shop, they said. Nice. So. Hmm. Uh, interesting. And they were talking about how all these players, Danny Smith was, and you don't have – on, on special teams, people don't think about having superstars on there. But he said that these guys, Thrash and Campbell, were like his Clinton Bordas and Santana Moss, as far as he's concerned. Kerry Campbell led yeah. the league in what? In special, I mean, not the league, the team in special teams tackles last year, didn't he? I think it was tackles. He was basically kind of the, uh, the defensive special teams kind of leader, you know, he was always out. He was kind of the guy who set the special teams mm-hmm. out there as a linebacker. Um, we've talked about how we weren't, I don't think anyone was really impressed with his play covering for starting linebackers in the actual defense, but on special teams, he was pretty solid, mm-hmm. but uh, they wouldn't offer him any more than the league minimum, not even a meal card or anything. You know, a pair of shorts. So he uh, he decided to go elsewhere, and I have not heard or found anything about him signing with another team at this point. So maybe we'll pick him back. Where up. can I find anything officially about James Thrash at this point? Maybe we'll pick him back up. I didn't see anything officially about James Thrash, but in that same article in the very beginning, they're like, you know, it was Danny Smith talking to Thrash, and he was like, "I don't like you in a coach's shirt. You need to put the 
jersey right. back on. And yeah, I think he what, must be. He must be like assisting with special teams. Maybe or he doesn't have an official. Yeah, maybe player. he was hanging around for a little bit at first, and then they're you know working out the contract as he was there. Because I mean, what the hell else is he going to do? He's like, it's training camp. I want to be around football. Mm-hmm. So maybe they they figured out. Maybe they finally signed him. We'll get more on that uh, as we go forward into the season, folks. We'll let you know what's going on with that. So we can't even really confirm that he has a position, or you saw somewhere that he does. Yeah, I did see it. I actually saw it. uh, Where did I see that? I did see it in an article that James James Thrash has accepted a position, Hmm. but that's all it said. All right, so we'll find out. It's probably director of responsibility of special teams or something. (laughs) <laughs> anyway that was an interesting article i enjoyed reading that so you guys might want to look yeah, it so up the thing Washington is that, you know like you were saying they're trying to find replacements for people like carrie campbell and and whatnot so hopefully some people like hb blades who is probably in danger of getting cut this year if he doesn't find a, a niche to fit into um someone like that needs to uh work his way in albert fincher the clincher um, Reed Doughty is probably going to be playing a lot more special teams, although I think he played them anyway, mm-hmm. since he's lost his starting position to Chris Horton, which I'm all right with. Mm-hmm. He's a good backup safety to have. He is a good backup safety because he's super smart. He, he's the smart kid on the team, you know. He's one of those guys, you're not going to catch him out of position very often, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So, so anyway, moving forward, Josh, did Tom get a chance to call into the new um, line or whatever? Do we have Tom's trivia? We do not have Tom's trivia. I did. Uh, I did chat with him briefly this evening. I was actually hoping he was going to call in to our line here while we were recording, but uh, he did not call in. So um, we're going to plan to have Tom's trivia up next week for the uh, start with the first preseason game, and we'll uh, we'll kick it through the mm-hmm. season. All right. So Tom's trivia will be back. And congratulations yes, once again from Dave to Dave from Michigan for winning last year's championship, and he received a prize. And Dave, where where the heck are you now, Dave? I don't know. He sent me an email that said he was going to be in my neck of the woods, but I never heard anything else about it. So, Texas, Georgia, we need to know where you are, man. Yeah. And um, um, I guess to round out the podcast tonight, uh, John wants me to tell you about my latest overture from the Redskins <laughs> ticket office this week. Was it this week? Monday, I think. I received a letter from the Redskins basically begging me to buy season tickets again. And this time they again. offered me, ready for this? Tickets in the first 15 rows of the upper deck. Guaranteed. <laughs> and it kind of reminded me. Did you write a check right there? The Redskins, there? That, yeah, that letter from the Redskins kind of reminded me of like an ex-girlfriend like begging me to, you know, get back with her but instead of you know making me ride in the trunk when we go out on dates i got to ride in the back seat (laughs) so i was like no thanks redskins call me back when i get to drive (laughs) anyway i thought it was kind of funny and interesting that the first preseason game was less than two weeks away and they obviously haven't sold all the season tickets, which means one of two things. One, people will actually be able to go buy a ticket from the Redskins box office for single games. For the first time in forever. If they remember to actually employ people. Yeah. Or that don't at the box office you. window. Or, um, you know, they're just going to put them all on StubHub and jack up the cost. And the Redskins will buy their own tickets, put them on StubHub jack up the cost for individual single games, which is probably what they'll do. That's okay. They'll make it up next season when uh, when Virginia Tech plays. Oh, that. yeah. In addition to sweeten the deal, they said that they would give me free club-level seats, four of them, for the Real Madrid versus, who were they playing, D.C. United or something? That's like this week, isn't it? Yeah. The Real Madrid. So anyway, I was like, hmm. For the soccer game. Yeah, that doesn't quite, um, you know. Sweeten it enough. Can I just say something? Can I just point that something does, out? Yeah. That doesn't wet your whistle. It's been years and years and years. I, I mean, I don't even know before this year. I've never really heard of other big events coming into FedEx Field. Um, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. Are there always 
other big events? Does soccer play there all the time? Um, no, no, soccer usually plays at a uh, old RFK. Although they well, are well, allegedly going to build a new stadium out near uh, FedEx, out there in the sticks, dude, that horrible area about, that the stadium's in. I think the Redskins should move what back into RFK. What about concerts? Not, I, I haven't heard of very many at all, dude. Because this year it's like I get all these things. U2 360 tours playing at FedEx Field. Yeah. The, uh, you Paul know, McCartney. The major, major league soccer, whatever. Um, you know, then, then I get this thing about now they're bringing in college ball to FedEx Field. They are? Wow. I mean, are they really hurting that bad? I mean, Virginia Tech's going to play a game there next year. Really? Yes. Are they playing that opening game against, oh, God, who are they playing, Alabama or Auburn? Or Alabama, like I think. Yeah, I think it's the Hopefully Alabama Hopefully it's game. not the day before huh. the Redskins game. Please tell me. Not like the, uh, mm-hmm. you know, field crew has had to deal with that before, a college game the day before. It's in 2010. Oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Uh, anyway. Uh, well, you know, a venue like that should be bringing in more more events than just the ones there are that they have with the NFL. And yeah, you know, they're, they're making money off of that. But the Redskins are offering decent seats in the upper deck two weeks before preseason starts. Mm-hmm. What about the $200,000 season ticket holder list? It doesn't exist. I think they're playing, Virginia Tech's actually playing Boise State. I was just looking it up. I think they're playing Boise State. Anyway, yeah, we have, we, that's a never-ending saga about the sham, which is the ticket waiting list, because... Which doesn't I, exist. I haven't had my season tickets now in, what, two years? Are we going on third third season, or sec- is this the We're second? We're going on our third season that we let them go. Yeah, so... And we could actually get much better seats now... Than if we would have kept the seats. Exactly. Snake oil it is, people. Yep. Snake oil. It is. It is. So the question now is, are we looking... At the possibility, especially if the Redskins suck, are we looking at the possibility of television blackouts? Um, I don't think so because mm. those tickets, I believe, will sell to single games. You know what I mean? I believe they would too. Mm-hmm. And if nothing else, the Redskins would buy the tickets through a third party and then you know try to resell them on StubHub or eBay, probably StubHub or something like that. A lot of major sporting teams in different in baseball and football and basketball do that already. Mm-hmm. Um, resell their tickets for a profit through a third party that they own. So I don't think we're in danger of it, but just the fact that we've gone from the 200,000 person waiting list to nothing shows exactly how successful the Redskins have been in Daniel Snyder's turn. Man, if we can just get all these people to send in one dollar we'd be able to buy the team. I think we should move back into RFK. We won there. <laughs> well, we definitely wouldn't have that burgundy and gold ring around the middle of the stadium that's never full if we moved it back in there. With the multicolored seats to make them look like they're full. <laughs> uh-huh. Man, people love going there. Or people, We love going there. Teams hated playing there against the Redskins. Mm-hmm. You don't get that at FedEx. Nope. Hopefully mm-hmm. this year is the year that will change that. we got to be positive, gentlemen. We gotta be positive. This is the year. Yeah, dudes. We're gonna rock it this year. Well, dudes. Mark my words. Let me say this. Right if now. You guys are ticket holders. If you guys are, are ticket holders and you're going to a game at FedEx Field this year, uh, get on redskinsbook.com and arrange a meetup of Harry Hog listeners out in the parking lot. Yes, sir. Uh, or if you have tickets that you can't also, use and, uh, you don't want to gouge people and you want to make sure they don't fall in the hands of Cowboy fans. Then you can go on uh, Harry Hog Football, and I'm sure some loyal Redskins fans yeah. would like to get those off your hand at face value. Yeah, because since um, we are RedskinsBook.com, if Cowboys fans go on there, we're just going to kick them off. <laughs> so you know they're going to go to Redskins a, um, fans. No Eagles I'll fans, no Cowboys fans, no Giants fans, nobody. It's a Redskins site. No haters. That's right. I'll put a group up. It's called Ticket Swap. You guys do what you want there. Uh, if I see your gouging people, though, you're out. Cut! <laughs> yeah, cut. I'll assume you're a Cowboys fan. Hey, listen, um, <laughs> that, that's, red, that's redskinsbook.com, so go go check it out. 
Um, I wanted to uh, point out one thing that we missed when we were talking about the O-line report really quickly. Maybe we can leave everybody with this fun thought. Um, I believe this week uh, Kelly Johnson from Comcast Sportsnet was having some uh, tutorials. (laughs) I actually did see uh, part two of this yesterday. Um, She was on on Comcast because they are the official network of the Washington Redskins. Um, And And, she was on And they do have a nice link up for – let me just point out, they do have a nice link up for us on their website now to Harry Hog Football. They did. They, they they contacted us a few weeks ago and asked to do a link exchange. So, you know, we'll mention them just because. But uh, anyway, so, yeah, Kelly Johnson, one of the reporters for the for the sports network there, uh, she was on there with Randy Thomas, and he was trying to teach her how to be an offensive lineman or person. Um was she and being they a, had a, was, a center? He was playing quarterback, right? And she was playing center. Isn't that? Uh, I do not believe that is correct. I do not <laughs> believe she had any kind of chaotic funk around her hands. Um, I believe no, she no, was no. just it lining the, up. It would be the other way around, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, you said she was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I do not believe there was any chaotic funk anywhere to be seen on that on there because that would be a different kind of cable network. Sick. Um, Either way, it's not a, it's not a great thought. Okay, go ahead, dude. You brought it up. Um, so anyway, she was on there with Randy Thomas and uh, number ninety nine, and uh, they were she was Carter. yeah. I, it, basically, she he was trying to teach her how to be an offensive lineman, and it actually. Even though they were clowning around a lot, it was actually pretty informative about the way to set your feet and the way how you have to bend down um, and have the proper stance. You can't stick your rear end up in the air. you got to keep it down low. Keep your hands inside going up against the defensive lineman or defensive end. To make sure you're blocking them correctly. Um, and make sure you have a good center of gravity so they can't just push off you and go around. And to keep your arms extended to keep people off of you, such as a... Uh, such as Andre Carter, who we all know is is probably one of the strongest Redskins, maybe of all time. Mm-hmm. So it was actually pretty informative. It's kind of funny. Um, other than that, I'm not really sure why we brought it up. Yeah. So anyway, um, we'll talk to you guys next week. Good story. Uh, hail to the Redskins. Um, hopefully, the preseason game will show some promising, um, you know, players will come to light. And uh, we'll see some uh, good play from the offensive line. And Jason Campbell won't get destroyed in the first preseason game. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking he probably won't in, be in. Well, I don't know if he'll be in for the first series or more than that. Because they got a lot to prove. they got a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, we're interested because in less than a week, we're going to be able to actually watch some football. Might not be good football, yeah, but it'll be football. football! So, uh, hail to the Redskins. And remember this week, if you see a Cowboys fan, joke on! Bye bye! Ha 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 ha!